544, good morning and happy Friday. Cap of certainly a strange week weather-wise. Yesterday was unseasonably warm again. It really does sound like a broken record. Like a broken record. Like a broken record. Actually broken records. Another 10 records for warmth were set yesterday. Every day this week, we've set a number of new daily highs for heat around the province for this time of year. 15.8 in Maple Creek yesterday, where, let's face it, it's been spring all week. Moose Jaw, just down the road, hit 14.3 degrees from us. Regina, again, was close to a record, but not quite. How fitting that day after day, it's the same thing. Records broken. And the cherry on top today, well, it's Groundhog Day. It's Groundhog Day. It's Groundhog Day. <laughs> Yeah, that means we got it. We just got to hear this movie, the one and only movie about Groundhog Day, apparently. Groundhog Day. Morning. Love to see the groundhog? Yeah. Think it'll be an early spring. Didn't we do this yesterday? I don't know what you mean. <gasps> don't mess with me, Porkchop. <sighs> what day is this? It's February 2nd. Groundhog Day. Now, the day that we pay particular attention to rodents... Uh, the high-profile weather forecasters include Nova Scotia's Shubanak. Sam will find out if he sees his shadow. And not long from now, but 15 minutes or so at 6 this morning, pretty shortly here. And at 6.28, head down to Pennsylvania to Punxsutawney Phil. And then back up to Ontario's Wyerton Willie, who at 7.07 will emerge. According to folklore, if the groundhog doesn't see his shadow... And early spring is coming. If the furry animal sees its shadow and retreats, then we can expect six more weeks of winter. I mean, come on, early spring? It's already here. doesn't really matter what these groundhogs see or don't see because we already know what's coming. And in speaking to that point, we'll uh, hear a little bit later on in the show from senior climatologist with Environment Canada, David Phillips, trying to find out how long this warming trend will last for. It's at the rest of the winter. And what I want to know is snow. Are we going to see a little bit of snow, a lot of snow? I think that's a big question for a lot of people. There's still a lot of winter left, let's face it. At least two full months with this new month of February and March and even April. Last year, we had snow mid-April. So it could still be two and a half months yet to go. But uh, with a mild El Nino winter, usually we... And to see more snow. We also see tend to see more things like freezing rain when it's closer to that, you know, freezing mark around zero. So we'll find out from Mr. David Phillips, who is uh, always great in his descriptions of weather. So I look forward to speaking with him a little bit later this morning. February 3rd, 1959. Tomorrow marks 65 years since this. We interrupt this program for a special news bulletin. Three young singers who soared to the heights of show business on the current rock and roll craze were killed today in the crash of a light plane in an Iowa snow flurry. The singers were identified as Richie Valens, 17, Buddy Holly, 22, and J.P. Richardson, known professionally as the Big Bopper. Yeah, known as the day the music died, we lost those three legendary musicians in that tragic plane crash. Hey, speaking of plane crashes. Sky 
Yeah, it's a mystery that's captivated the world for about 87 years. What happened to groundbreaking aviator Amelia Earhart? She disappeared while flying over the Pacific Ocean. In case you missed this story from earlier this week, they found something they think, they think could be her plane. A team of underwater archaeologists and marine robotics experts with deep sea vision have used sonar imaging tool for mapping the ocean floor that uses sound waves to measure the distance from the seabed to the surface. The group spotted an anomaly in the Pacific Ocean that resembles a small aircraft. And they think this might be the same plane Earhart was using when she attempted to fly around the world in 1937. Plus, it was in the same general area where Earhart was headed next. The team will use more gadgets to investigate more closely, possibly even bringing this, whatever it is, up to the surface, if it is indeed her plane. However, they point out this is premature to definitively say this was Earhart's plane. It could have been another plane. could have been something else entirely. You see the picture, though, and yeah, okay, you can kind of see how it resembles a plane. There are a lot of theories as to what happened to her. The most widely believed theory is Earhart and navigator Fred Noonan, with her at the time, crashed into the Pacific to their deaths after the plane ran out of fuel. Hey, now we just need to find out what happened to D.B. Cooper, right? Well, thanks for joining us here. 553, Kevin Martell in for Greg Morgan. He will be back next week. And a lot to do on the weekend. If you are looking for something to do with uh, some of this nice weather, yeah, expect more records to be broken. We just found out yesterday uh, another 10. Another 10 records fell across the province. Not here in Regina, but Maple Creek again. Moose jaw was included. I mean, communities are hitting 14, 15 degrees. In those communities, that's like 30 degrees warmer than they should be in early February. So the weekend looks pretty good overall throughout the province and go to Frost if you want. Frost Festival remains on. But skating, as we're finding out, is a little dicey because of these warm temps. A number of outdoor rinks across the city have been closed and Part of those included the Frost Festival, the skating loop in the yards. That is now closed. As we told you about yesterday, the Wiscana Rink, right in front of the legislature, is now closed, not just temporarily, but for the entire season. It just opened last week, but because things are so warm, they had to shut her down. They had to dismantle it, and that's what they'll do. And a number of uh, outdoor rinks that the city runs as well, uh, Nine of them, in fact, are temporarily closed. The city warns that some of the ice right next to the boards, you can see the asphalt there. So it's a no-go for skating. But Frost Festival is still on. You can still do lots and lots of things. It wasn't just skating at Frost Festival. Glow, that big lights display inside Brant, Real District, the International Trade Center. All of these venues have all kinds of events for family. I mean, you have... Various dancing activities have several circus <laughs> activities as well. And some of them looked actually uh, quite fun, but just all kinds of events. You go to Frost Festival website and, I mean, the events, they start at 10, 11 in the morning. And they go all the way, some of them, until midnight. So looking for something to do with the family. Frost wraps up this weekend. NHL All-Star Game is on. You have the skills competition. You have uh, the actual game itself. They had the draft last night for the all-star team. So you have your teams now set. Grammys are on Sunday if you still watch awards shows. 
Many of us don't anymore, but hey, you can listen to music uh, as well. All kinds of things. The Pats, they're at home. Speaking of hockey, uh, tonight, after that 9-1 loss uh, early in the week to the Blades, and then the Pats uh, again are back home on Sunday against Red Deer. Six fourteen on your Friday morning, Groundhog Day today, and what a great movie that is, Bill Murray. I only watched it for the first time a couple years ago, and I thought, man, what have I missed? Great, great. Every time it's on now, I gotta, I gotta watch it. Hey, NFL, first time in several months. We're not gonna have any games this week, and of course, that's because the Super Bowl is a week. From this Sunday, Kansas City, San Francisco in Las Vegas. And I have no doubts in my mind that Vegas will put on an unbelievable show. We'll see how good the show is on the field. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey against Brock Purdy and the 49ers. Should be a good one. Here at home, the free agency negotiation window opens in the CFL on Sunday, which means teams can start to talk with other clubs, free agents. Riders general manager Jeremy O'Day says he won't divulge his plan quite yet. You always have a plan. You actually have two or three plans, uh, sometimes more of, um, you know, if you get this player in free agency or if you're able to attain him in free agency, then um, what that means uh, to some of the other areas. Yeah, so again, free agency negotiation window. It opens on Sunday, and then free agency officially begins on the 13th of this month. Hey, also on Sunday, Grammys are on this weekend. Will it be the SZA, Olivia Rodrigo, and Taylor Swift show? Yeah, Swift's up for six awards, including Album of the Year. Now, if she wins that, she'll be the only artist to win it four times. Right now, she's tied at three wins with Frank Sinatra, Stevie Wonder, Paul Simon, in pretty good company right now. Meantime, SZA, as we mentioned, leads the nominations for this year's Grammys with nine. The Grammys air Sunday night. CJ, I mean, news time is 616. The Food Bank. Hey, there's some big news. I don't know if you saw this, but the Mosaic Company just gave the Food Bank here in the city $1 million towards its new community food hub which is, by the way, under construction as we speak. That money comes over five years. The new food hub is going in the spot, the old liquor store on Broad and 12th, just off the downtown, close to the downtown. The food bank says it's the first of its kind in Canada, one that lets people choose what they like, explaining for the first time in 40 years, clients will be able to choose the food that meets their needs, providing dignity and reducing stigma while providing a retail-like environment to teach financial and nutritional literacy. The hub is set to open in early summer. Six twenty-one on your Friday morning, still to come. Within the next hour, later on this hour, in fact, senior climatologist with Environment Canada, David Phillips, in to talk with me about the continued warming trend that we've had. How long does it last for? 
the rest of the winter. And as well, are we going to see any more, well, any, I guess, significant snow? Hey, it's Groundhog Day. Do you think Phil's going to come out and see a shadow? Punks a Phil. That's right, woodchuck chuckers. It's Groundhog Day. Now we're still waiting on Phil to come out, but uh, hey, Nova Scotia's Shubadakity Sam did not see her shadow, meaning we are looking at an early spring. Uh, yeah, we are. We're already there. We're already in this spring. And you look at Maple Creek, especially in the southwest corner of the province. They've been there the entirety of the week, hitting like between 15 and 20 degrees each day. And yeah, it was another day yesterday where it got up to 15 in Maple Creek. Once again, yes, a record part of 10 across the province. The teachers, at least some of them, yesterday had certainly a warm day to be on the picket line. We just saw more rotating strikes in certain parts of the province yesterday. Yeah, vehicles honk and support. These rotating strikes impacting school divisions around Moose Jaw, the Battle Fords, and Prince Albert. Not Regina, at least this round. Some 3,000 teachers were back on the picket line yesterday. Some carried signs that read, Our kids deserve more than Band-Aid solutions. And invest in our future, fund our schools. It also impacted some 35,000 students, according to the Saskatchewan Teachers Federation. Grade 8 student Rhett Kaywood in North Battleford says he wants to see the teachers' union in the province get back at the bargaining table. I feel like this has gone on for way too long. Like, they need to start talking again. And Prince Albert grade 12 student Madeline Remy explained there are 40 kids in her physics class and so her teacher comes in early to answer questions. He comes in at 8 to help us out, but he's not paid to be there at 8. And it's because we need that extra help because our class is so big. And Remy worries what will happen if contract talks drag on much longer. It affects all of our future, especially like us that are in grade 12. I'm in a university pre-cal class. If I miss 10% of my class, I don't pass it. ASTF's pushing for a new contract to include class size and complexity. You've been hearing a lot about that. But the Mo government doesn't want that in the contract, saying that should be up to each local school division to figure out instead of having something province-wide in place. You know, we talk about rotating strikes, and the STF said that's the start of them. Where does it go from here? Which communities and, and when? Might we see the next round of rotating strikes? We don't know. Simply put, we haven't heard from the STF. We don't know if we're going to hear uh, from the union anytime soon on what that might mean, particularly for you, especially those of us in here in Regina. Will kids be off class? Teachers on the picket line here in the city at some point next week? We don't know. We don't have that answer for you this morning. There is an answer. When it comes to former SAS party MLA, Ryan Dometer, he had his charge stayed yesterday in a Regina courtroom. That effectively ends this case. Now, this was a charge relating to paying for sex. Dometer's legal team says he completed a prostitution offender program. The Crown lawyer says they were satisfied with the completion of that program for Dometer. I remember he was arrested in November when Regina police conducted a human trafficking sting. The National Chief of the Assembly of First Nations, you've been hearing in the news with Andrew Shepard, she says the James Smith Cree Nation mass stabbing could have been avoided had there been an equitably funded police service there. 
Cindy Woodhouse says the now-finished corners inquest shows Ottawa must return to the table to negotiate long-promised legislation declaring Indigenous policing an essential service. One of the recommendations to come out of that inquest was for the Cree Nation to establish a local police force in a timely fashion. 